Hello, and welcome to Married Married Muggles, Muggles. the podcast where we, as a married couple, read the Harry Potter books together. My name's Aaron, and I've never read the books before. And my name is Elise, and I have read them multiple times. Join us on our reading journey by listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you like to listen to podcasts. Please do us a huge favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Married Muggles, or send us an email at marriedmuggledspodcast at gmail.com. If you send us a question, comment, or unknown spell via email or social media, use the owl emoji at the beginning to let us know you're sending an owl. Thanks so much for listening. And enjoy this episode of Married Muggles. Oh, hey guys. Oh, it's been a while. (laughs) Welcome back to Married Muggles. Thank you for your patience while we figured out the fact that our daughter is kind of regressing a little bit with sleep, in a way. In a way. Regressing, but progressing. Developmentally. Develop. Developmentally? Yes. Developmentally. She, A, knows how to open doors. That's not new. No. But now she realizes that whenever she's in her room or in her crib, she can just get out and get out of her room. So, got stuck in a little bit of a rut there. Yeah, it was like every night, like either we were doing something or she was doing that and like wouldn't go to sleep. So she literally like watched the presidential debate with us one night (laughs) because she was up that late, like just not wanting to go to sleep. Yeah, it's cute, but it's not cute. And and also with her crib, she's got one of the sides of the crib out and then a little like safety gate so she doesn't fall out of bed and bonk her head. Yeah, so she can escape quite easily. Like today, for instance, with her nap, she didn't get out of her room necessarily, but we could hear her rustling and like she got books that were in the room and she brought them into the crib and she was reading to herself and just learning that she's more independent than she at one point thought she was. Yeah. (laughs) So. But we think she's good now. Mm -hmm. We tried a couple things and I think we got it figured out. For the most part, she's back to crying until we come and get her out of her room, which mm-hmm. is better for her sleep. Yeah. So thank you all for being patient. Yes. Really appreciate it. Hopefully you've been wrapped up and distracted by election stuff. Uh, life stuff. Life stuff. COVID, COVID stuff. COVID stuff. Oh, happy Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. We were both dressed in our costumes. Yeah, we might have to do a, a Instagram picture for we, this. We should definitely do an Instagram picture because Aaron is Mickey Mouse and I am a cat. Post-puberty Mickey Mouse because <laughs> I've got a beard. <laughs> yeah, and I am a cat. I've never been a cat before. I'm 30 years old and a girl and I've never been a cat. I feel like every girl has at some point been a cat. So there's a mm. first for everything. Kitty. And Lydia's going to be a chicken. Yep. A like chicken girl thing. It's going to be a hybrid. It'll be very cute though. It'll be very cute. So we hope you guys have a happy, safe, and socially distant Halloween this year. Next year, go hog wild. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Another sort of good news, one of the reasons why we also had a hard time recording is because I finished my yoga practicum. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pre and postnatal certified, so whoop. there goes the popo. <laughs> But um, so that's exciting. So that that did also keep us from doing the podcast because that was Indeed. one of the nights and yeah, yeah, just a lot going on. We've a been we've on. been really busy the past few weeks. Elise has been busy selling napkins on Etsy. She's now got an Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. It's um, called the Beaded Sheep Shop. So, so if you're interested in some homemade napkins, and I don't know, were you planning on doing masks too? 
I might at some point, if that's, I mean, let me know. If you're interested in me selling masks, I can definitely sell masks. Yeah, but she makes lovely cloth napkins, mm -hmm. good for the environment. It's a little more, I don't know, just creative and festive. They look nicer than paper napkins, and that they're too. better for the environment. Yep, that too. So, um, sounds like we've got some owls. Yes, since we do we've have been some away owls. for a few weeks. Here it comes. Do you hear them? What a cute little owl that was. Yeah. It was in the shape of a Lydia. <laughs> How many letters does this owl have today? This owl has four, four. All right. letters. Let's hear it. Um, it's going to kind of, you know, we had some friends who sent us multiple owls, so I kind of will parse them down so that it doesn't, the owl part doesn't take too long. But um, our first owl is from Tracy from our church, who, with the whole McGonagall taking Harry up to Dumbledore's office, and then she just kind of is gone. Wondering if McGonagall can maybe apparate from Dumbledore's office back to Gryffindor. Oh, that's a good thought. Which apparition, because we haven't really gotten to apparition yet, I don't think. I think we have. Back when they did the Diagon Alley thing and the flu powder. But apparition is basically when like a wizard can just disappear and like appear in someone somewhere else. But, I mean, it's, this isn't a spoiler or anything, but usually you can't apparate in and out of hogwarts i don't know if that's actually accurate i don't know if maybe there's well, some sort of secret corridor in, she can... in and out of hogwarts or while at hogwarts i think both oh both interesting yeah it's like a, a dome of right protection interesting right so maybe there's some sort of secret passage that she can take she or turn into a kitty she could have turned into a kitty she could turn into me a cat right now <laughs> so if anyone knows let us know and tracy know so that we can all sure be of if be knowledgeable of this <laughs> i'm also just thinking that harry's 12 now yes 12 year old boys are very good at not paying attention to things that are right in front of them this so is also true he may have just not noticed yes um our second owl comes from our friend evie and she wanted to say that she likes the mandrakes in the garden gnomes and we shouldn't call them gross and <laughs> Aaron's well, i got face bad like, mm. news for you uh evie because we just found out what happens to the mandrakes <laughs> we do in this chapter and it's not pretty so but... enjoy it while it lasts <laughs> we appreciate that you appreciate them um it's, and it's, it's not, good it's not that we don't like them the i'm just repulsed just by them <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so we're glad, glad that you appreciate them because someone needs to appreciate yes. them it's like I always say like with people in the medical field, like I couldn't do it. That literally sounds like a living nightmare for me to be in the care of someone's like, I don't know, or just like be involved in people's bodily stuff. But there are people who love that and that's so good. <laughs> so, we need them. Yes. Our third owl comes from um, our friend Matt over at Peace Love Grapefruit and he wanted to know if the chickens were okay. <laughs> Because the last episode, we like had to get up and pause the podcast because the po the chickens were oh, making right, noise. Right. They are okay, and I, f I think a few people asked me, like, "Are the chickens okay?" <laughs> yes, the chickens are okay. Nothing got to them. They were just being weird yeah. and being chickens. So, no but thank you happened. all for your concern about our chickens. <laughs> so, <laughs> and we'll let them know. Yes, and our fourth owl is also is from Sam, who's the other half of the podcast, Peace Love Grapefruit, and she wanted to apologize for all of the owl droppings from Matt's owls. So thank you, Sam, for <laughs> yeah, that very clever owl. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, because Matt leaves a lot of droppings. His owls do. And Matt. 
Matt also wanted to let us know that his birdie bought a few, I think it was last week, was um, chickpea and dumpling soup. Because he made chickpea and dumpling soup and it was really good. And had it for a few days because it lasted a long time. Mm, so. That does sound pretty tasty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was that, was that all the owls? That's all the owls. All right. Well, thank you, little owl. Thank you, owl. Fly safe. Yeah. So, this week, we're back, and we're on to chapter 13, The Very Secret Diary. Yes. Um, we're going to skip the dad's summary, just to see if it's necessary. I think the whole point before was that if you had read the books before and you wanted a refresher, but at least brought up a point, well, if you haven't read the books, but you're listening to the podcast, that maybe you don't want that spoiler or... I guess we're going to be talking about it. I don't know why. Just going to see if it goes smoother. <laughs> well, I just figured like with the dad summary, sometimes it's like I felt like we, at least when I was editing, I would kind of hear the dad summary. And then I felt like sometimes we would either skip something or it just felt like we were, it, it didn't feel clean. And I just like the whole podcast is kind of not necessarily a recap, but we're talking about what's happening in the chapter. So I felt like yeah, sometimes having the dad summary and then the rest of the episode just felt redundant in a way or i think i think you mentioned this before we would do the summary and then we'd start talking about something that probably makes more sense to just talk about in the podcast yeah as we're progressing right so we're gonna try it if y'all think that it's good bad and different let us know feedback's great we don't get enough feedback from you guys (laughs) and we need more british and uk listeners yeah for feedback yeah all right Hermione is in the hospital and she's in there for a few weeks. Like I had the same is... note. So, okay. This is a great place to start. <laughs> yes. Harry and Ron only lasted an hour. Why is it that Hermione has taken so long? Is it because it was trying to... What's the potion called? I just asked you before we started recording. Polyjuice. You know, does it take so long because she crossed with another animal yeah i I believe that's what's going on because so any any she's not supposed to do it with a cat you know it was supposed to be with another girl so any in intra inter intra special yeah probably just like messes with the potion and how you know how it kind of comes out in the wash in a sense because like for harry and ron their bodies probably just process it and yeah it takes the hour to process the potion and then it somehow is done but for Hermione being a cat I guess it's not as so good information to know like I wonder if in the potion book it explains you know it's not intended to be mixed with anything other than humans and if you do be prepared to have whiskers for weeks right because she does say like you know like oh like at the end of the chapter the um the last chapter how you know you're not supposed to mix it with animal hair or animal tissue or whatever you get so i don't know if it does say like in the book necessarily what the consequences of that are but well she clearly realizes like that she's made a mistake yeah because she's in the hospital wing for weeks right recovering so does that mean that there were other side effects other than she just doesn't like the way she looks well i think that she was like coughing up hairballs (laughs) 
and stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty so gross. Like, yeah, like, can you imagine? I mean, like, we, we again, gross. So gross. This chapter, these this book is gross. Like, Ron is burping up slugs. Hermione's, you know, hacking up hairballs and everything. He needs to stop. Harry loses all the bones in his body. His, his arm, not his body. Yeah, we totally <laughs> talked about that. But so, so now the, with the, I feel like I would be curious with the polyjuice potion. It's not necessarily hair you need. No, it could be like fingernails. Like it sounds like like almost DNA. So yeah, what if you mixed with like a tree or a fish? <laughs> you, there's got to be some freaks out there who have gotten experimental with this potion. Right. I mean, there's a reason why it's in this most potent potions book. You know what I mean? Like people have probably done some dumb stuff with it. I guess maybe it could, <laughs> maybe it could be fatal. Like, or what if you did it with a tree and now you could photosynthesize? <gasps> there's some cool things that you could do with this potion. I think. Maybe, I would... but you don't know how you would react with the tree though. That's the thing is like, I know I, just... that's what I'm saying. There's some people that have probably been Tried lost for the cause. <gasps> Now, I wonder if you could also use it, like, on two dogs. Like, give it to a dog with DNA from another dog. And if it would um, make it look like the other. Not that that's a very useful <laughs> potion. She's like, all right. They know we've got a golden retriever, but they've got a dachshund. So we need to make this golden retriever smaller. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that would be... Because, again, you're not supposed to use it on, like, between people and animals. But, like... What I'm is saying. it does it would it yeah would it work with animals animal on animal of animal yeah just well not not animal it's got to be the same species i think right so i don't know interesting harry and ron spot the card from lockhart I love this. under her pillow she sleeps with the card from lockhart under his so pillow, good under pillow. so good but she finally gets better after again weeks of this yeah and well while they're in there with her they hear an angry like they hear filch basically freaking out and myrtle's bathroom is flooded again right so good old myrtle she's like freaking out as usual but more and has flooded the bathroom yep so they notice that she's crying and so so this is before a little one may be awake <laughs> or she may be She's probably farting around. Well, we apologize in advance if this episode gets <laughs> chopped up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, bathroom is overflowing, so the yeah. gang go in and see what's going on. Yeah. So they, yeah, so it's, well, it's just Harry and Ron because Hermione's is? not out yet. Right? Yeah. They they must have brought the book back to uh, right. Hermione then. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, cause then Hermione, I have, yeah, this stuff happens before, and then Hermione leaves the hospital lane. So. Right, right. But um, right, they go in there, and Moaning Myrtle's freaking out. She's splashing around. <laughs> Why does she hide in the toilet drain? Why does she hide, like, inside the toilet? You don't know. <laughs> oh, he's just giving me that look. Oh. We might find that out later. Who knows? Subtle. <laughs> One thing I think... I discovered is you know how Peeves is a poltergeist. Mm-hmm. I have a theory that Moaning Myrtle is also poltergeist. Just a different kind of poltergeist. Just like a really well emotional. Because the way that I again <laughs> part of the way I understood poltergeist, right? We got the translation, the Rumble Ghost. Right. Yeah, she's definitely a Rumble Ghost. But I think <laughs> well, but I think the reason why they have that name is because 
they they interact with the physical world. I don't right. think all ghosts do that. Right. But she splashes the water around when she's going in and out of the toilet and all that stuff. Right. Strange stuff. So weird. So I think she might also be a poltergeist. So I wonder what makes a ghost a poltergeist, like what allows them to interact mm-hmm. with the world versus not. Who knows? Hmm. Some sort of scientific stuff. Anyone's a scientist? I don't Anyone think this a is a scientist thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like a medium. <laughs> Somebody get the Long Island medium on medium here. Medium might be good. Uh, well, I was going to say, if you're going to go by the old movie Ghost with... Oh, boy, I can't remember the actor's name. I have never heard of that movie that I know of. Maybe. No? Uh, it's got the, the male actor. He died from cancer, I believe. Footloose guy? Oh, Patrick Swayze? Patrick Swayze. Yeah, it's a good movie. Hmm. In that movie, you have to practice being able to interact. Yeah. And it has to do with, like, using a certain amount of emotion. Actually, that's interesting. The emotion thing. Peeves seems to be kind of like an angry jerk, and that's how he does it. And Myrtle's and just, like, just, uh, an emotional mess. Hot mess, yeah. <laughs> cold mess from being cold in the toilet. Mess. yeah. Ugh. Wet mess. Cold, cold wet mess. <laughs> Ew. But, um, but I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. That, no, it, is, it definitely is interesting, and then that would make... I think that would make a lot of sense yeah. for her. So, She's, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> She's upset. Cats before mice. <laughs> I'm going to eat you. Lydia's definitely awake, by the way. So I apologize if you can hear the, the monitor. Yeah. You might get some story time. <laughs> um, so someone threw a book at her, and Harry remarks that it wouldn't hurt, which is the wrong thing to say. So she, like, freaks out even more. And she points to the book. Harry's about to pick it up. But Ron is like, don't touch that because it could be dangerous. But does Harry ever listen to anybody? No. No. He's well, kind of a punk. Well, one of the warnings that Ron gives is that there is a, a book called The Sonnet of a Sorcerer. And if you read it, then yeah. you were cursed to everything you said would be in limerick form. Right. Um, which, if you didn't know, a limerick... Uh, I had to look this up, and how does it go? It's a five-line poem, short poem. The first two lines are typically, I think it was between seven and 11 syllables, and then the third and fourth line are usually shorter, like five. And then the last line is another long one, so the whole thing, it's the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
I just like when Ron like comes in with these like little things and it's just like that was cute. Oh. Just like this gibbering child. <laughs> you know cute. what, people? It's been so long. We're just gonna roll with it. Yeah. Until we gotta go get her. Right. We're just gonna see how this goes, and then we might have to record later. And <laughs> maybe she'll join. We should just like have her join for a podcast sometime and just oh, see what happens. Boy. She's so cute. She is. Well, we'll just keep talking here. Maybe not. <laughs> here, I'll turn the volume down. Here we go. There we go. So. So, right. That's the whole thing. The diary's blank. Harry feels drawn to it. Right. Ron is so ridiculous, though. He's like, why even take it? There's nothing... Ri-. It's like, they've been hanging out in this bathroom. Nothing <laughs> ever interesting happens. <laughs> Finally, something different happens with no explanation. Right. Because Myrtle says that, or Elizabeth Warren says yeah. that, somebody threw it at her head. Right. And Ron's just like, who's, whatever. Yeah. He's so lame. <laughs> and Harry's like, well, who's this person? Who do? Who did that? Um, but I don't even think Myrtle knows. Myrtle doesn't know who threw it at her. Because she just says, someone decided to throw it through the top of my... Because st-. she was like, in her U-bend, thinking about death. <laughs> and someone tossed it into her stall. And it went through the top of her head. Oh, so maybe it was an accident. Yeah. Hard to tell. So. Right, but then they bring the book to, to Hermione, right? Yeah, because she leaves the hospital at the beginning of February, and she thinks that it might have some answers about the Chamber of Secrets because it coincides with the fact that it's 50 years old. If it's the T.M. Riddle's diary, 50 years ago, Chamber of Secrets, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, and Ron is just totally, it's all over his head. He's like, what? <laughs> this is also where we learn that the Mandrakes are cut. Oh and stewed yep once they reach full adulthood (laughs) so (laughs) let's just move on (laughs) it's really gross because is it lockhart that's gonna help what's her name what's that professor's name uh professor sprout professor sprout quote unquote help he's gonna help her do you think that they neutralize them first neutralize oh like you know put them down for a nap (laughs) i would hope so i mean it's just like i guess it's like the meat industry but it just feels weirder because it's like more human i was gonna say we don't harvest (sighs) it's just part of the grotesqueness of this yeah particular book this is also kind of a family show so we should probably yeah but it's halloween it's halloween so let's just get gross with it spooky stuff so Lockhart thinks that he's stopped the attacks and decides to do a morale booster. He's literally an idiot. Oh, so yeah, Valentine's we know that. Day, he like organizes this whole thing about for people to write Valentines. Correct. And I literally don't know if I could hate him more. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I just wanted to go back. It was page two thirty-four. Oh. I actually wrote down a note with a page to it. I just oh, thought... but the mandrakes. No, 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 no. This is that's the page that I have for the man. The mandrakes are cut and stewed. It must be right before that. I think it was when they were talking about Tom Riddle. Oh, there's a quote here where Ron's talking. He says, in talking about Tom Riddle, he says, He sounds like Percy, said Ron, <laughs> wrinkling his nose in disgust. Prefect, head boy, probably top of every class. And then Hermione pipes in and says, You say that like it's a bad thing, said Hermione in a slightly hurt voice. I just thought that was so funny because it is so true. Why, like, in school growing up, you know, the number one student at the top of the class, it does seem like everybody resents that person. 
Do you think it's out of jealousy or do you think it's usually a certain type of person that tends to end up top of the class? I mean, I will, I think sometimes it's, it depends on the person. So like, I never felt like I resented the top person, but I did know some people who were more competitive and like closer to the top of the class. So they were kind of more striving for that sort of goal. So I think sometimes it can be like a competitive thing where they're, you know, they want to, they want to be in that spot. And then sometimes I think like the person who ends up in that spot can sometimes be kind of maybe like full of, maybe a little full of themselves because they are on the top of the class and it's a, it is a big achievement, but it might make them kind of feel like they're uh, superior. Interesting. I, I never felt so much like they felt they were superior. I just felt like in order to be top of the class, you need to lack a certain amount of social desire to be with other people or to just be friend. Like, I don't ever remember them being like really friendly people or social people. So, so I feel like the, the girl who was top of my class was kind of like that, but she also, she did have a group of friends, but she was just very, she was very driven, very, you know, academic minded. Whereas the, um, the boy who ended up being the salutatorian, he could have been valedictorian, but he was, you know. Oh yeah, he, you were telling me about that the other day, actually. Yeah, yeah, he was like a really nice guy, and like he and I were friends. Like, you know, he was a really cool, fun person to hang out with. So I think he was just naturally a very intelligent person, and school mm. came easily to him. So I think. You know, it, it just depends on the person. It depends on the circumstances, and I think it depends on the person. Because, again, like, some people, it's like they're they're being pushed by family to be top of their class so they can get into a certain school or something like that. Whereas, again, for some, it's just they're naturally like that, and they're, you know. Yeah. I think I might be with Ron on this one. <laughs> but just because I always feel like to be top of the class, you have to give up all of these other things. You can't be top of your class and, you know, be on the sports teams or the different uh, rec I am groups and well, but stuff. Well, it's like Lucas was, the the kid who was salutatorian. Like, he played hmm. tennis. He was in band. You know, he had a... Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he was, he really right. was able to... And I think even um, the girl who was valedictorian, I think that she might have been in band. She may have played a sport. I don't remember. Hmm. Okay. But... So maybe I just... Maybe I can relate with Ron because of my subjective experience. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm, uh, I like to see the, the, the good in everybody in a way sometimes. Oh, thanks. No, I'm no. trying to say. No. I just like to, like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt. I can see that. So. Yeah. But I can also see where Ron's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Just wanted to point that out. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's a dwarf who the, Lockhart hires these dwarves to hand out valentines to people. So one of the dwarves is trying to give Harry a valentine and like rips his bag so that everything falls out of it and ink spills all over his stuff. And we think the the valentine was from Ginny. I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. So poor Ginny. That's such a sweet little like she's trying to just you know flirt. So yeah. Flirt. And she's like 11. Ugh. Well, My heart breaks for that little girl. <laughs> it is pretty Because I totally, like, get that. Where you're like, you just want someone to, like, know that you like them or appreciate them. And then, like, it just does not go the way that you hoped it would. And then you're like, 
just super embarrassed because then like your nice gesture is just not appreciated in any way shape or form yeah but we all need those awkward moments oh yeah they build character for sure so speaking of limericks this is what i told you the other day oh yeah you forgot right i did forget would so you all like is... to hear an example of a limerick yes coming out of a dwarf <laughs> his eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toad his mm. hair is as dark as a blackboard i wish he was mine he's really divine the hero who conquered the dark lord oh okay. so i mean green as a pickled toad that's kind of cool clever <laughs> It is it's different. It's not roses or red, Rose. violets or blue. Right. It's, hey, your eyes are as green as a pickled toad. <laughs> but I wonder if J.K. Rowling purposely did that, followed up, you know, earlier in the chapter with the whole speaking in limericks. Probably. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe subconscious. That'd be cool if it was something she didn't even know. Right, right, right. But, but with the millions of people who have read and reviewed, I doubt I'm the first one to notice it. That's true. <laughs> It's been like over 20 years since the first book came out. So there's plenty of people who have read them before you to be like, look at this funny thing that happened. All I need is for Matt not to have noticed and I'll feel good about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt please in. let me know if you realize that that was a limerick and that they were talking about limericks beforehand. That'd make me happy if you did. Yeah. Send us an owl. But that. don't lie to me. Just make Don't me feel lie good. to us, Matthew. So Malfoy takes the diary to look at and Harry does the whole Expelliarmus thing to get it back. And he's all kind of, you know, smug about it. Like, I would feel good about that, too, because he defied the bully or, you know, jokes on the bully sort of thing. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I like it when it happened. Well, it was kind of like, I'm thinking about it, like the first, like, quick use of magic. Yeah. Like, he used it like a tool unlike... I really feel like anything else has been done. I mean, he, you know, he knocked out the ogre. Mm-hmm. Ron knocked out the ogre in the first one, right? Right. But that was kind of like an accident. He didn't know what else to do. Right. But right. Harry knew exactly. He, this was the first time he wielded his wand like a weapon. Yeah, and like kind of in defense of himself, which is pretty cool. I shouldn't I shouldn't say weapon because a weapon is meant to hurt some somebody harm someone or something it, wield it like a tool right right but he notices when he's in charms that everything of his has ink on it except for the diary so it's yeah. kind of a curious thing to notice and see kind of like what what that's all about because i think the heat before this he's been like looking at the diary like looking in the pages trying to find like any sort of thing to give him some clue clue on what's going on but or what the diary is but this is the first time that he's kind of made any headway on mm what this could be so once he has some privacy to check out the diary he realizes that ink vanishes on the pages which this is really cool this is pretty this cool. is really really cool i wonder though like for the person who's the original owner like like not necessarily this tm riddle but like just in general someone who has a diary like this and the ink disappears like how do you then see what you wrote well i you know what i, mean? I don't i don't think that the original person who owned it wrote anything. I think it's some sort of spell yeah. that attaches your consciousness, conscious consciousness, mm-hmm. or memories to the book. Mm-hmm. It's 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 almost like artificial intelligence. Yeah, like you're giving this piece of hardware all this information, and you're also giving it the ability to communicate with the person who knows how to communicate with it. Right. Which is really cool. It's really interesting. I thought uh, this is like a really cool thing to do. So he writes in the diary, and then this 
person's previous Hogwarts student, Tom Riddle, begins to write him back. Which, again, also pretty cool. Like, it's pretty cool to have, you know, somebody writing back to, to you in this diary and you don't know who it is and they're 50 years old and bald, you know, or at least 50 years old. Well, that well, that's a good question. Are you communicating with that person at the time it was created? Right. Or... or yeah. Yeah, very, it is a cool Well, idea. I would think it would be the consciousness, consciousness of the person when they put the spell on I everything. Agree. I would agree. You know what I mean? So, which, which we gather from this, essentially, the, the diary was created after all of these events at Hogwarts 50 right, years Right, or earlier. during, yeah, during this time period. So Harry asks the diary about the Chamber of Secrets, and it responds, saying that he was told to keep things a secret, and the person responsible was not punished. It's, you know, so Harry kind of keeps, like, writing to the diary and everything, and then it says that it can show him what happened. And this is also really cool. It is really cool. So Harry basically consents to, like, yes, I'd like you to show me. And the diary, like, opens up, and he basically slips into the diary or falls into the diary. Well, it doesn't open up. It says a little movie starts playing in the box that says June whatever the date it was. And Harry puts his eye up to it. And it's like, you know... Well, but then he has, like, a sensation of falling in. Right, so right. He... But the book doesn't... Yeah, exactly. But he's kind of got to, like, put his eye up to it. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Well, I just had a thought, though. Like, you don't need a whole diary for this magic to work, though. You could just have a couple pages. But do you think it's just, like, a disguise? Yeah. No. Hmm. Hmm. It is interesting that it took this long for Harry to just try writing something on the diary. Yeah, like... Yeah, because he didn't, like, write anything in it. I don't know if it's because he was like, oh, this isn't my property or whatever, but... Well, that's true. Yeah. And probably he didn't want to, like, ru- like in case he that's wrote in true. it and something, you know, that ruined or it or whatever. That happened. Yeah. So he's in the diary and he sees Professor Dippet, who was the headmaster of Hogwarts before Dumbledore. And, you know, he's kind of following this character of Tom around the school and everything and Tom's talking to Professor Dippet asking if he can stay the summer and Professor Dippet says not with all the you know these attacks on the students and because at this point someone has died right so so it kind of seems like Tom maybe knew who was causing the attacks and knew that if they were caught he could stay at Hogwarts for the summer so I think that he kind of Im- not necessarily implies that to Professor Dippet, but it's, I mean, the reader can pick that up, that it's right. its clear that this character knows who, what's going on in, in some capacity. So we, as Harry, follow Tom Riddle into a classroom. Um, it's where the he, Harry currently has potions, and someone goes, you know, someone walks past the classroom. And who do we find out? Well, we find out... That at least, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Hagrid. Hagrid, right? He was a student at Hogwarts, right? And it appears that he was keeping a monster, giant spider, right? Right. It's kind of implied that it's a giant spider. Right. We don't necessarily, like, hear. Oh, sure. It's not like, Um, But, you know, we're led to believe that Hagrid's actually the one who released the creature from the Chamber of Secrets, and it's the spider. Right. And he says, you know, it wasn't this creature he has in the box. He's, you know, pretty adamant that it's not this creature but this what's tom, the creature's name we don't get the name yet we don't no i don't think so no don't check i think we do no we don't okay yeah so again hagrid's pretty adamant about the fact that this creature is not the one that's been doing all the petrifying and the eventual killing but riddle i think casts a spell on the box 
the, the opening. Yeah. And the creature scuttles out. Yeah. Harry's then taken back out of the diary. Ron comes into the room, and that's when Harry kind of blurts out that it was Hagrid who opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah. What'd you think? Again, admittedly, I hadn't read this for several weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the diary's pretty cool because it's one of those items where you know you're going to get more out of it. Yeah. Like, man, I feel like that's something you could get obsessed with. Yeah, for sure. And, and what a cool idea. Like, too bad we didn't, like, we do. Like, it's, it's like text messaging. Like, too bad two people can have two magic diaries and write notes to each other. And then have it disappear. I mean, it's like Snapchat, but. <laughs> yeah, but writing like Instagram in book stories, yeah. Be, yeah, but that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in a book, that would be pretty cool. Yes, definitely. Again, I've seen the movies, so I have a few things that I know. I'm just not even going to say it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's cute to know that Ginny likes Harry. We already kind of knew that, but the poem thing. Again, Harry's starting to learn how to use magic almost like as a reflex. Right. It's also cool. You know, we're left with a few things, um, even though... Well, hold on a second. Harry blurts out that Hagrid opened up the Chamber of Secrets, right? Mm-hmm. Was Hagrid even in Slytherin? Didn't he have to be the heir to Slytherin to open right, the chamber? Right. So is Harry kind of getting ahead of himself here? Because it's hard for me to believe that Hagrid would have been in... No, it's impossible that Hagrid would have been in Slytherin. He strikes me more of a... He was in Gryffindor. He was? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? I, I Like, I'm trying to think of the descriptions, but he does go out into the Forbidden Forest and stuff. Well, he stands up for what he believes in. Like, he's a very... It's true. That's know, true. He is very brave, like... Yeah, he kind of kind of makes decisions with his heart and his emotions. Right. Very true. Yeah, good point. Good point. So, if we know that, it's hard to believe that he's the heir to... Even with the knowledge that I have, had I not had it, again, this, the heir to Slytherin was supposed to be the one who can open the Chamber of Secrets. And right. I don't buy it. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting... Why is Harry so gullible to just believe... I think as Harry, sometimes he takes things at, it's it's interesting because sometimes he takes things at face value and then other times he doesn't. And sometimes it's interesting what he does take at face value because he knows Hagrid. I mean, granted, he's only known him for at this point, like a year and a half. But still, like he, I, I would think that he would know Hagrid enough to think, you know, is this actually true? Is this actually possible? Do I really believe that Hagrid could right. do this on purpose? Exactly. You know, potentially accidentally, but I mean... But I think, not on purpose, like you said. Right, and allow it to get to the point where it's like several students have been attacked and then one eventually killed. I like. Right. So it's definitely interesting to to think about yeah. about that aspect of Harry where it's, it's clear that he's just... Sometimes he just kind of shoots from the hip and doesn't right. think Right, then again, like, he also just like fell into a book, fell back out, saw right. a bunch of crazy things. right. Um, pretty emotional, but then again, this this could be part of the magic that's attached to the book. But as also, well. like, so this T M Riddle, he doesn't know who this yeah, person exactly. is. But all of a sudden, but he trusts whatever this diary is telling him, as opposed to like Hagrid, who he knows. Right. So, um, yeah, he's a little gullible. Uh, also, also, I don't know. Yeah, we just have to keep reading. I guess there's a lot of questions. I was gonna say, but I did remember. I forget which chapter it was, but the whole thing with the little tiny spiders crawling the hole in the wall or the window mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. earlier so i can imagine that 
those might be connected to the big spider. Who knows? <laughs> Just a theory, you know. So what about you? Did you discover anything new or something you didn't notice before? Um, D- sorry. I mean, the, well, the Limerick piece. And I always oh. forget, because again, like, if something's not in the movie, sometimes I kind of forget that it happened in the book. So like the whole Valentine's Day thing. I'm not, am I surprised at that about Lockhart? Absolutely not. But I always forget that happened. Because that doesn't happen in the book. In the movie. In the movie, right. Well, it's... No, well, I, that raises another question I did have, though, and maybe the reason they didn't have it in the movie is because maybe it wouldn't be very politically correct to have a bunch of little people dressed up as cupids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I wondered, because this is our first time hearing about dwarves, mm-hmm. right? Well, no, because, I mean, uh, isn't Professor... Flitwick? Uh, yeah, I think he's a dwarf. Because, like, the... I don't the... remember them specifically saying a dwarf. I think he is a dwarf. Look. Matt, we need your help on this one. I think he is a dwarf. But this is where I'm, like, it's it's interesting. Every now and then we'll cross over into, like, fantasy world with your typical... Um, Dwarves J.R.R. and Tolkien. And... Yeah, exactly. Because he was the one who kind of originally created that world of goblins, orcs, dragons, all kind of being in the same... Right. realm um and now it's become widespread for literature or games to have that right um so i was just curious about that like what where, where's their society or yeah or, or are they just hired hands for whatever right yeah you never do know. anything for a buck <laughs> but yeah because like goblins run gringotts the bl- the bank and everything so right. yep. we have centaurs in the forest house elves so we're meeting a lot of, we, we've met a lot of magical creatures, which is interesting. Yeah. I think I heard her say I want to go potty. Yeah, I think somebody has to go potty. Okay, pause. Yeah. Sorry for the clear interruption um, and truncated episode here. We're back a couple days later. <laughs> on my lunch break, finishing up here. <laughs> Uh, parent life, man. <laughs> yeah, indeed. She did go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Several times since then. <laughs> yes, yes. So, but uh, I was listening to Elise edit this. We're kind of just moving on from the whole fantasy world thing, but I would like to know, Matt, you know, wh- where do all these dwarves live? Where do the goblins live? Are house elves just slaves? Or do yeah. they actually have, like, communities? Either way. But Elise was talking, going back here about the Tom Riddle diary, right? And we were discussing how it essentially locks in your consciousness from when you bound the spell to the book, right? Potentially, yeah. Potentially. that That's what seems to make the most sense. Also kind of something that points towards that is when Harry does look into the little picture window and fall in and he sees Tom Riddle at that age. Right. He doesn't see Tom Riddle. Like, like a different age. Yeah, exactly. But one thing I was wondering is, what if you created one of these diaries, but you wrote to yourself, so you could essentially communicate with your past self? Wouldn't that be interesting? I don't know if I'd want to communicate with my past no? self. Maybe, but like, I don't know. I was just like, thinking back to high school or call even like especially even like early college i feel like i was pretty cringy yeah i feel like all of us are but like we are but there's also 
good parts of ourselves that I think we lose or lose touch with or yeah. the day-to-day grind doesn't allow you to really express that. Like, I would love to have a, a cataloged library, like, create one of these journals. Once a year would probably be too much. Maybe, like, once every three years. Yeah, every other year even. Every like... other year. Yeah, because you have to remember, too, you could also lock in these memories. So I don't know what the limitations are in the diary, but how many of those memories could you look into the little window and kind of, you know, ghost, using a video game turn, ghost yourself right, and be a fly in the wall? Be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Be so interesting. What well, would be that? You don't. You get to go back and see it. Like it'd be better than a video because you could actually walk around. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it would be like there's a lot of VR, cool. but kind of yeah, it actually happened. Except you can't interact with anything. That's the only yeah. That's the only that's downside. True. But also being able to communicate with with yourself from that time. That would just be really cool. I, but like I said, it's kind of like going back to the mirror of Ira said. I could totally see just getting obsessed with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like if you had a diary like this, it would just be like, oh, like, you know, how did I handle this conflict? Or like, how did I, you know, did I celebrate this thing enough? Or how did I do, you know, or what did I do at this party or whatever? It would just for me be like a constant or, quest for which version of myself was the best version. But the thing with this too is like, you can also kind of see what other people are doing in this. So, like, you know, if you wanted to go back to a memory but see not just, like, what you were doing but what someone else was doing, that would be really interesting. Is that how this works? I thought he followed Tom Riddle everywhere. He did, yeah. But I wonder if you could, like, also kind of see stuff that's happening in, in, like, the peripheral. Uh, Good question. Like, are there boundaries or is it whatever was in line of sight? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... Good, good job, J.K. Rowling. This was a cool idea. Yeah, definitely. For sure, for sure. Also, I was wondering if there was ever, like, a massive ink pollution problem. This could totally take care of it. <laughs> just absorb it exactly. all Exactly. Everybody keeps one at their ink factories just in case there's a big spill. Right, or, like, the BP oil spill. <laughs> just yeah. throw this diary in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it, I think it only absorbs ink, though. Right? Ink, oil, you know, why not? Well, actually, when he picked it up, was well, it didn't absorb all the water on the floor. Mm-hmm. But if they had something similar to this that picked up oil, be nice. trash, yeah. you know, we'd save so. a lot of environmental problems. <laughs> but other than that, I think that's, that's basically it. So now we're going to read, again, we'll see, we realized that this chapter was kind of quick, and I think the previous one was mm-hmm. as well. So we have to start figuring out how we're going to determine again feedback is always appreciated would you rather have some longer episodes with a little more content or would you rather have more episodes to listen to mm-hmm. well, i know one thing that we're trying we're going to try and do as well sort of changing things up we usually put out episodes on tuesdays when we put out episodes <laughs> um but we were thinking of maybe pushing the day back to thursday for when we publish an episode just because that way there, if we record on the weekend, it gives me more time to edit because Mondays I teach yoga at night. Um, so if Lydia doesn't have a good nap during the day, then it's harder for me to edit that episode. And then I have to, you know, it's like a late night for me on Monday. Right. 
So we're thinking of pushing it back to Thursday so that, you know, again, it just gives me a little time during the week to edit. So that's, that's kind of where we're at with that. But the nice thing is this weekend we're going to the Cape for a little vacation. So we may be able to get an episode or two recorded or something. We'll see. But hopefully yeah. we've got, we'll get a little bit of a backlog. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. So. But I think that's it. It's kind of hard to do the Brady Bots thing because this has been split up over so long. Well, my Brady Bot is definitely like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So, okay, I have a question. Yeah. Every time we do like a Birdie Bot, mm-hmm. you say a food. Yeah. Well, it's because like they're a jelly bean that's supposed to be tasting like something so i just go with food because so i always try and think like is there something out of the box like don't because don't they say like bogeys which i think is boogers or earwax yeah. yeah so i try and think like what? but i don't think of those as being like a good day kind of flavor oh no no not not at all hmm. so yeah i always go with food because that's like if i'm happy i don't want to eat ears wax earwax ears wax ears wax <laughs> i don't want to eat ears wax from multiple ears. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. I was just trying to figure out if they had to be food flavors or if they could be other flavors. I mean, it could be like grass, but I don't... Or like flowers, but I don't know what certain flowers taste like. Are they poisonous? Will they kill me? You know, that's... Well, it's just a flavor. Just so, a flavor. Sure, sure, sure. Ooh, that'd be weird to like taste poison but not have it actually poison you. Just right? to know what poison tastes. Yeah. There's probably some really delicious poison out there. Probably. But mine's definitely Halloween candy right now because that's the spirit of of the time i'm trying to think if i've got a this would be cool and it's it's been kind of unseasonably cold here we've already had snow a few times not a lot but we've had snow so i think if i could get a birdie bot that tasted like when you take a bite into snow it definitely Mm -hmm. has a taste imagine if you could replicate that flavor because it's not water it doesn't just taste like water yeah it's like yeah it's different and there's also, like, you have water, which is liquid. You have ice. It's really weird. It's, like, colder. <laughs> huh? I was making a joke. Because snow is cold. Yeah. That's all. But I was just trying to think, like, chewy snow or chewy mm. ice or chewy water. Mm. How could you get something to taste like water but be chewy? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be gross. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, folks. We're out of practice right now. Yeah, that will... We'll get back in the swing of it. And so far, fingers crossed, broomsticks racked. We think that Lydia is on a slightly normalized sleeping schedule again. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be able to, uh, you know, again, if we change the day to Thursday, we should, you know, that will make things easier too. So. Yeah. So thank you for bearing with us Mm -hmm. and and being patient. Uh, We hope you all voted because by the time you hear this, you will have voted. Yep. Hopefully. Because if I put it out in like few minutes then hopefully people will still have time to vote as well indeed be safe out there mm-hmm. and uh we'll catch you on the flip-flop <laughs> catch you on the flippity flip <laughs> if you watch the office <laughs> but in true married muggles fashion stay magical bye-bye take care <laughs>